are listening to Conversations with Nathan Latka, where I sit down and interview the top SaaS founders, like Eric Wan from Zoom. If you'd like to subscribe, go to gitlatka.com. We've published thousands of these interviews, and if you want to sort through them quickly by revenue or churn, CAC, valuation, or other metrics, the easiest way to do that is to go to gitlatka.com and use our filtering tool. It's like a big Excel sheet for all of these podcast interviews. Check it out right now at gitlatka.com. Guys, Apple and Amazon both love Mike. He launched Gem Spinner in 2009 and the Apple App Store was featured as making, you know, a dollar a day in terms of uh, using it, making 7K per day at its crush, at its height. Think of it almost like Candy Crush. And then quote unquote was featured by Amazon App Exchange many times. He was getting 3,000 downloads per day. Now he's taking what he knows about gamification and he's building wordhuddle.com. And also he's doing a lot of B2B stuff as well, whether it's a marketplace for folks to find help in terms of psychology and other stuff. Hey, folks, my guest today is Mike Katz. Great guest today. He's made games for Apple II, games for first-generation Mac, games for the 90s PC and modern PC, Macs, iPhone, Android, you name it, he's done it. He's got chemical emergency response databases and mapping built for NOAA, consumables and recommendations for Amazon, and medical devices for epilepsy, concussions, and sleep apnea. He touches a lot. We're going to dive into all of it today. Mike, are you ready to take us to the top? All right. Let me start with your consumer play, which is interesting. A lot of people go, man, one day when I'm old and retired and rich, I'm going to launch my own game, my own little app. You've launched wordhuddle.com, which how many active people are playing it actively today? I'm getting 300 to 400 players per day right now, finishing games. And that's interesting. So so how did you get those downloads? This is equivalent to a SaaS company building like an internal marketplace, right? You've got to get the players to play each other live. How did you get your first 100 players? Uh, well, actually, I posted on a uh, Wordle uh, group on Facebook, and that gave me about 600 players to start right away. And it's, it sort of dropped down to uh, 400 now because I know some of them are just trying it out. But so, so that's that's a way. How did you do that? Did you get permission from the Wordle group owner, or did you just say, "Screw it, I'm just going to post and see what happens"? No, it's actually a very friendly group. There's a lot of uh, posting of uh, people posting different games and so on. I think the the Wordle players are generally, you know, friendly and curious to try new games, so it wasn't a problem. Interesting. So you get all these signups when you post in the Facebook group, and you're watching the activation metrics. You strike me as an analytics-driven guy. What were you watching for? You mentioned completed games. Was that the key activation metric, or what were you looking for? Yeah, completed games is important. You know, time spent uh, on 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 the page. Uh, 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 I, I'm actually, you know, recording all the plays that are made in the game. So I'm looking at, you know, which which uh, when people get discouraged, you know, when people give up, uh, and so on. So the um, I actually early on I put in a um, uh, a feature, you know, just to give fee- uh, feedback on the puzzles, and that's been really helpful in terms of understanding, uh, you know, what what uh, players like. I found uh, it was a little surprising to me, but I found that. Um, players almost never rate a puzzle as too easy, but if they fail the puzzle, you know, they're going to say it was too hard and it was no fun. So people have fun when they win, basically. That's really, really interesting. So do you have, if some, if you, if you see something that makes you believe a user is about to stop coming back every day, will you give them an easier puzzle so they can complete it and get a positive dopamine hit? Uh, it, it's it's a good idea to have to have uh, uh, some easier puzzles on that, or some alternatives for people to try different puzzles. Currently, there's just the one puzzle per day, but um, uh, but it's it's a good it's a good thought. Interesting. And so, what is average time spent on page daily today? It's about three minutes. So three minutes. Interesting. Is yeah. that good? Bad? Yeah, I think that's good for these types of puzzles. That's about how long it's supposed to take. And uh, um, you, you know, people uh, 
uh, you know, almost everybody who starts a game finishes the game. So I feel good about that. You've built games for a lot of companies. My audience, I think, are gamers when they're wanting to wind down from running their companies every day. Is there what what game would people? What's the biggest game you've built? Most active users, the most publicly well known. Yeah, so um, there are two. One of them is a uh, called Gem Spinner, which is sort of a you know in the match three bejeweled Candy Crush family, but with a pretty interesting twist. So I was pretty um, proud of that. It got uh, featured on. Uh, the front page of the App Store, actually, back in the day when, you know, the App Store opened in 2009, the Apple App Store. And I think it was that year or early 2010 where we got featured on the on the front page. And um, how many plays or downloads? Um, let's see. I, I think we were charging a dollar, a dollar per day at that point. And I, I remember it was about seven thousand uh, in, in a day in that day. So that's amazing. OK, and what's the second game? Um, it, it's called quote unquote. And so it's a, um, uh, it's like a crossword puzzle, um, where you get a bunch of clues, but the answers to the clues are found inside of a famous quotation. Like an example would be, um, Mark Twain has a quote, familiarity bring breeds contempt and children. Okay. So, so familiarity breeds contempt. So then, then we, we would take, um, parts of those words and create um, a, uh, uh, a set of crossword clues where you pick out the parts of, of the answers in the thing. So all the answers are sitting there in front of you, but you have to figure out where where in the quote, the different segments of the words. What year was this? That was uh, probably about uh, 2013, 2014 when we did. And, and that one had really great success on the Amazon app store. They used it as a, a free app of the day multiple times and, and uh, so how many downloads did you get via amazon um i think it was about uh uh three thousand a, a day when it was featured on, on the on the front page free or paid it was all free because that was that was part of their deal that they uh, would feature your app but it, but it is free for that day so but it was it was a, a good publicity and so how does all this game theory, how does all this apply to the B2B work that you're doing? You're building some cool stuff for businesses. Well, I mean, at the, at the base level, I guess, uh, you know, programming is programming. So it, it's, uh, um, you know, all the same in, in that sense. But a, a lot of it is just to mix it up. I, I um, work for NOAA, the Ocean and Atmosphere Administration, and I do uh, mapping programs and chemical uh, databases for hazardous chemical response. So that that's just you know completely different thing, and then um, I'm working on a, a marketplace for a psychologist to find clients. So it's a completely different thing. I think a lot of it is just driven by the uh, desire to learn new frameworks. You say, okay, I'm going to do this project and try try to use this framework with it. But let's say Noah wanted to. I mean, I hate to say it like this, but let's say Noah wanted to take advantage of all you know the train obviously issue happening right now. I think it's in Ohio, right? Hazardous chemicals all over the place. Will they say, "Hey, Michael, figure out a way to gamify this, add some psychology to get so we can get the, the awareness spread faster to more people"? Okay. Um, I yeah, I, I think that would more be uh, r related to um, with, with the Noah products. It tends to be just give it the answer as fast as possible so there's not a lot of not a lot of game playing there the the mapping component of it was informed by you know the graphics knowledge that i got from games so there's that that overlap and then uh um uh one tool that i'm building now is sort of a um a way for uh indie programmers indie hackers to document their uh tech stack and so 
it, you know, there's a lot of information that I want them to be able to document easily. So I'd say the user interface design in terms of it being as easy as possible to take those steps is... Where can people find that, the tool you're building for indie hackers? That actually is uh, not yet up. So, so, but I, I will let you, yet. I'll let you know. What, what, what would it take for you to quit like your full-time gig and do something, you know, build one of these side projects out? Or are you really just sort of a serial tinkerer and you just want to rely on your full-time gig at Noah to pay the bills? Actually, it's not a full-time gig. So I'm a contractor with them, although I'm working with a group that I've worked with for years. And um, the hours are, are very flexible. When there's deadlines, of course, you have to meet them. But if, if uh, it's not a crunch time, you know, I can work half time or quarter time at any time if I need to. So Interesting. I, I appreciate that. But how do you, I mean, some of the most successful SaaS companies start off at a, as agencies. I mean, are you, you're, are you a one-man agency right now? Is that what you call yourself or do you have a team? Uh, uh, I have worked with uh, others in the past on Gemspinner. I worked with a team of artists. Um, uh, but right now I, I'm just doing this stuff on my own. So uh, like Word Huddle, for instance, is mm-hmm. uh, just driven by feedback from family, friends, and users. And I'm just doing all of the, all the graphics, all the work. That's interesting. So are you a guy that sorry, you you actually wouldn't enjoy taking something from one to ten? You really like to take a bunch of stuff from zero to one? Well, I think you have to, you know, just have a lot of irons in the fire to to hope for, you know, something to really catch on. So, you know, there's different um attitudes about you know whether working on multiple projects is gonna spread you too thin and you're not gonna be able to give anyone the focus it needs. But um for for me. Uh, uh, you know, three or four projects going, it's a good balance. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll certainly see what happens. Uh, I, I just have a sense that folks that have your kind of DNA, they end up building the big SaaS companies of the world. So on that note, though, let's wrap up here with the famous five. Michael, what's your favorite book on, let's do it on game design and creativity. Um, well, you know, I, I think I would actually say uh, Drawing on the Right Side of the Brain, which is an old book, but I read it about 20 years ago. And it's just to uh, teach people how to uh, draw, but but it's uh, um, y- you realize after a while what it's really teaching you is how to see, and and that was a really Im- important I- insight for me. That sort of like bad drawings come from bad seeing, and and it opened up a, a sort of a world to me that that I hadn't known about. I love that. Number two, is there a founder that you're following or studying? Um, there's a guy named Damon Chen who's doing really well. He made, um, a testimonial. testimonial. Yeah. Which is, you know, it seems so simple. It's like, it's like, yes, of course, everybody needs a testimonial, you know, and, and he, uh, he did a really good job with it. And he's also, uh, balancing other projects as well. So, um, he, he's a good example of someone who I'd be happy if I was doing what he's doing. Yep. No, he, he's he's great. And he's using FounderPath, which we love, and he's growing nicely. So number three, what's your favorite online tool for doing all these projects that you do? Um, well, uh, so online tool. Uh, I'm trying to think. I, I've used uh, Figma a bit, but I tend to, honestly, I tend to just draw all my mock-ups directly in uh, paint.net, you know, for Windows. I got fast at that. Um, so I'm trying to think of online tool. I mean, I I uh, rely on Visual Studio Code and a bunch of plugins uh, constantly. That that's sort of my that's uh, good most efficient tool. Yeah. Number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? Boy, that's a tricky question. Um, I, I, I would call it um, 
maybe three plus two plus one, which, which reflects uh, two, two naps that I... Uh, All right, six. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, and yeah. what's your situation, Michael? Married, single kids? Uh, single. I actually have a girlfriend in Romania, so I've been spending about um, half my time over there, which has been really great. That's amazing. Okay. And how old are you? I am 55. So 55. That, last yeah, the last the, question. Uh, the, reference, the reference to Apple II games was sort of supposed yep, to yep. give that away. Last question. Something you wish you knew when you were 20. Um, wow. I, 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 think, I think this idea that online was going to be the way to go, I think, you know, with the network speeds that we had back then, you just couldn't imagine, you know, being able to have this conversation online. And so I, I wish that I was sort of had known that or someone had told me like, you know, this stuff's going to get really fast. So think about that. Guys, Apple and Amazon both love Mike. He launched Gem Spinner in 2009 and the Apple App Store was featured as making, you know, a dollar a day in terms of uh, using it, making 7K per day at its crush, at its height. Think of it almost like Candy Crush. And then quote unquote was featured by Amazon App Exchange many times. He was getting 3,000 downloads per day. Now he's taking what he knows about gamification and he's building wordhuddle.com. And also he's doing a lot of B2B stuff as well, whether it's a marketplace for folks to find help in terms of psychology and other stuff. We'll see what happens next. He really enjoys Damon Chen. And at testimonial. On that note, Mike, thanks for taking us to the top. Okay, thanks a lot.